Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'd like to start today with an important announcement. Simo Swallows. <laughs> what are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Frat Chat Podcast. How you doing, Mr. Moore? So excited to be here. What the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like the first time you fucked a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I'm looking at my. You know how, like, you record and you see your voice on that um, line and it looks like a heart monitor? Right. It got really big just now. <laughs> Did that make you excited when it got really big just now? <laughs> no, not really. Ah. I get more excited over, like, $2 lattes at Dunkin' between 2 and 6 or you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> That's very, that very true. That really is my dick hard, let me tell you. Wow, things just got very, very awkward. Ah, uh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with you? Any, any Anything in the happenstance for you, Mr. Mo? Any shows coming up? Uh, I'm going to see Norman Don- Norm McDonald later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sweet. I can love that guy. Yeah, he's pretty hilarious. Um, I feel like he was very underrated and that's an out time but he was very funny and he was in a lot of the good Jeopardy skits oh yeah yeah no, he's great he's fantastic um, lots of writing lots of stand up same old same old nice I just picked up some shows at the Producers Club actually this November uh, the 12th which was a great show and the 19th which are Tuesdays at 9 o'clock uh, tickets are only five bucks, so check it out. Cool. Are you producing it? Nope, I'm not producing. I got booked. That's right, folks. So you can just sit back and like relax. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Carlos is always a little bit tense in the shows. Like he's producing at the very. It's beginning. a lot of work, man. It's yeah. a lot of work, and it's like you got to make sure that for one thing, comedians fucking show up, which can can be a battle. Um, especially, you know, there's there's always people that have to go early, and then there's always people that come in at the, like the last fucking second, um, and also that an audience shows up, you know, and it's like it's nice to just be able to focus on the stage time because like correct, like when I'm worried about producing, sometimes that has to take a back seat, and it and honestly kind of sucks. But when a show goes off and it goes well, there's a few better feelings, my friend. It's, it's tough booking a show because you want to book big names to excite a crowd but those big names have the tendency to get booked last minute for bigger shows right and then they uh bail and yeah. if you pick young comedians who are hungry for stage time they don't quite have the following to get butts in the seats so it's really a catch-22 right and I, and I noticed i don't know what it is with today's comedy culture but people fucking hate promoting themselves like people don't promote it's like I'm gonna be on this show just post about it that makes you look good to be on yeah. shows 
Or they do my biggest pet peeve, which is they post about a show they're on like 15 minutes before the show fucking starts. And it's like, who the fuck's going to come, man? Like, really? You got to give people notice, man. Like, man. And by the way, of course, we want to thank our official sponsor, The Moon Life Clothing. Make sure to check them out at themoonlife.com and on, follow them on social media at The Moon Life Clothing. Make sure to use our promo code FRATCHAT in all caps to save 10% off your next order. And also thank our good buddy Gazzo for the fantastic intro as always. Make sure to check him out on all social media at Gazzo Music. Yeah. Yes. And um, uh, Moonlight Clothing creator Nate Gonzalez. Um, my mom told me to tell you that it wasn't nice for us to make fun of gingers because I, in fact, was born with red hair. And I come from a long line of red haired people on my <laughs> grandma's side. And she said that it is racist to make fun of gingers because you don't make fun of particular skin but they're not a race in general. gingers aren't a race um, it's discriminatory to make fun of gingers how about that uh, yes she's very upset but if you can make fun of everybody else except gingers wouldn't that be discriminatory to um, not be correct. able to make fun of them but if, so if anything if we make a statement that says everyone I hates add, gingers I want to treat it, then that's kind of bad <laughs> It doesn't mean they don't hate other things, so. True. I guess, maybe. <laughs> but I so as long as they hate everybody equally, your mom is like, your mom is cool. Names, Chris, you still have red hair. No, I don't. Actually, I, right now I kind of do. Really? It looks, oh, like, it looks like a little red with blonde highlights in it. Well, Nate, from one ginger to another, I apologize for the remarks from last week. Oh, that actually is a perfect segue into this week because it seems that Mr. Seema over here, has a, he, is, he has a little knack to, uh, to offend people by saying some of the things he does. Um, <laughs> and, and it seems that somebody on this show, I'm not going to point names, but let's just say it wasn't me, has, been, has offended quite a few people. So this week we decided that... Maybe it's time for the Frat Chat Podcast to go on a, its first ever apology tour. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. Okay. I, I don't know that you apologized to anybody. Who, me? Yeah, you. Ever. I've never heard you say you're sorry for anything. Mm. About, like, coming in here and stinking up my goddamn bathroom every goddamn week that we record. You guys don't understand what it's like working with a man who comes in here, doesn't drink water. Okay, it's like a fucking human like miracle that he's alive. Right? So comes in there, so there's no water to filter anything in that stomach, and then just comes in and stinks my toilet up. Every I'm week. So, I'm sorry for going poopy in your potty. And he had future, and he had salmon I'll, I'll for lunch. Shit on your fucking sheets, dude. Whoa, gay people don't do. Actually, yeah, they do. You guys do that. You hear that sound? That's a water bottle. Yeah, see, I'm shaming him to be healthy. There you go. Okay, you don't have to aggressively drink it. It's like, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Look, I feel so much healthier. <laughs> Hashtag me too. I might live for a half a minute longer now. <laughs> yes! It makes you, it keeps you youthful to drink water. And oxygen. Yeah, but oxygenizes also, your I also skin. I'm a big fan of Park Avenue Skin Solution. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to say fuck water, but look good too. My mom was like, Christmas is coming around the corner. What do you want? I was like, Mom, I need my lips redone. 
She's like, excuse me? I don't want anything. I don't want any presents to open up. The only presents I want are to be injected into my face. And she's like, oh, god damn. But I, I mean that. <laughs> That's literally what. Well, if it makes you feel better, you don't look at day past 48. That does not make me feel better, actually. <laughs> that, make, that makes me feel like storming out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess on that note, we can start off with a frat chat apology tour by, I guess, me calling you old all these weeks. Uh, it is pretty funny. I mean, my defense. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. Literally, it is. And by the people, by um, the people, I mean. But I have to apologize <laughs> to the gays again. I think because it was brought to my attention that this past week's episode was um, offensive when I said that the gays have no business going to a fraternity party in Tennessee. Let me explain my stance. Because I... And this was after the Frat Chat News report that we read the story. Correct. I... University of Memphis. I'll be damned if someone who's going to tell me that I can't go somewhere. Right. So I think anyone should be allowed to go wherever they want to, you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't think you should go to, like, the infant ward of a hospital if you don't... If none the, right. Those are your babies. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But what I'm saying is... I think that if there's a party and it's public and open to anyone, then if you're gay, you, sh- you should be allowed to go. Mm-hmm. But I also think that generally speaking, and stereotypically speaking, um, I just don't like when there's a situation that could have been, I guess, avoided mm-hmm. because uh, the nation isn't quite up to par where they need to be as far as uh, open-mindedness. Right. So what I'm saying is I want all of my LGBT family to be safe mm-hmm. and I think it might be a it might be an accurate notion to assume that a fraternity party in bumfuck America may not be open to um, gay people attending their party I'm not right. saying that gay shouldn't be allowed to but what I'm saying is I just want them to be safe and uh, I think that I can, I can understand how someone got perturbed by what I said but I still stand behind it Right. And I mean, I think in, you know, too many, too much of this, you were being objected to, like, we're speaking about whether, you know, the university should punish these kids because technically you're allowed within your legal rights to tell people to leave your house if you don't want them there. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make you a good person. But, you know, I think that you were looking at it from a very objective point of view, which is something that is hard to see especially because you being gay you could have taken that close to the heart and taken you know and gotten emotional with it and be like bah, bah, but no i think you took that point of view from both sides and that's what you were doing so i don't know i i would like i i guess i can see how your words can be misconstrued but i know that's not where you were going with it you know what i mean I think that I've been in some scary situations in my life and mm-hmm. some of them uh, although that it was not my fault it could have been prevented had I used some common sense and kept my my ass out of where it need where it really shouldn't have been does that right. make sense right so I'm not saying that gay people can't go but I am saying that maybe you shouldn't go until um, Trump's out of office okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next up oh by the way okay Amazon we're sorry. It's not shock collars. There's shock bracelets. Right. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I mean, <laughs> I, I said they were kind of like them, um, so I wasn't very specific, but I don't know. Um, uh, I still think it's weird. They shouldn't do that. 
What else? Oh, I so so okay. This is exciting. Someone reached out to me. Oh. This past week. This is exciting. And I'm not gonna read the whole message. Right. And I was, and I was really pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. So he reached out, and he's he's someone that, that I was really close with in fraternity. He was a president one time. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we uh, uh, alluded to the fact that he had some legal trouble. And by we. No, we, I mean, I said it. <laughs> Carlos will say it off there on the high Whoa, 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 because it's a little different than broadcasting. You see, I just want to, Simo here, he's he's like Donald Trump there with, with the Ukraine phone calls. Like, why aren't you looking at Mike Pence's records, huh? He had some phone calls too. You're just trying to throw me under the bus and group me with your shit. Um, Carlos, <laughs> uh, thank you for editing uh, it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so, so I, I stand behind what I say. What if I just say awful, awful things? I just edit it all out every week, and I just make Simo look. <laughs> so, so he, he reached out and said, "Hey, Simo, you know I haven't talked to you in over ten years. Uh, it's like I heard what you said about me on the podcast. And he said, what makes you think that I hate gay people?' And uh, he said, "I, in fact, do not hate gay people.'" And he said, I, I'm friendly with a lot of gay people. He said, I have a lot of uh, beliefs, um, but I don't define gay people by those beliefs. He said, I, I was friends with you in college, and um, I, I don't hate gay people. So I said to him, well, you said that you did, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't speak with you after that. and didn't even go to your wedding because I felt like I was invited to this wedding before I came out of the closet and I didn't want to um, uh, distract people with my presence being there, you know? Right. So I was uncomfortable. But, but I think that um, when he reached out to me, I thought a few things. First of all, I thought, damn, I wish he reached out before this last episode was recorded because he's not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> I and know. Then I thought, and then I thought, um, you know, uh, maybe I should just be diplomatic and be like, Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, um, I thought, wow, it's really nice for him to reach out to me. That was really that big of him. Nice. And, uh, and, I, and I definitely, not to get too sentimental, but I think I probably looked up to him the most in, in college. He, he was one of my favorite people mm-hmm. by far. But on the other side, that I thought, well, if, if I had not said anything <clears> about <throat> him on this podcast... Would he ever reach out to me ever again, ever? Right. You know, and I don't know. I never, I'll never know. But I, I, I said to him, you know, you, he had said this some stuff to me in his car, and it really stuck with me. But I had to be objective, mm-hmm. and objectively speaking, I moved to Chicago at the height of the um, uh, 2008 election, right? And everyone was talking about politics, right? And uh, a lot of a lot of things to say, so. Saying it out loud amongst your friends, maybe things weren't necessarily targeted towards me, mm-hmm. but I guess me being sensitive and coming out of the closet, maybe I was a little too sensitive and just assumed it was about me. Uh, I tend to avoid scenarios that aren't very gay friendly. Right. And so um, maybe I looked into it too much. I don't know. So I guess that being said, if I said anything that was offensive or um, uh, uncharacteristic um, then I apologize but I still um, own the fact that I felt some kind of way 
And, um, I don't know what else to say to that. I, uh, I, I would love to one day be able to sit down and like grab a beer with him. He said, you can come too if you're not deported. Oh, yeah. If I have questions about deportation, I can always go to him. Oh, are you going to edit that out? (laughs) No, because he actually did say the deported part. I read the thing. Um, So boom, suck my balls. Make a deportation joke about me. I want to, I want to say one more thing. And that is, uh, I, I don't really have a filter and I own it. And if anyone's the butt of any joke is typically me. I don't know if anyone's gotten the, the brunt of my frustrations more than I have about myself. So everyone knows all my business. I've been arrested a handful of times. Uh, I know all you guys know more than you need to know about any sort of medical stuff. I've alluded to a lot of crazy medical stuff. So like I, I tell it like it is and it is what it is. And I can't, um, every week get on here and say, I take it back, take it back. I don't, I, I own it. I've said it at some point because I meant it at the time I said it. So I said it, it is what it is. Um, but doesn't mean that I don't wish, um, this guy success with his, his work and family and whatnot. And, and I'm glad that he reached out and I hope it was genuine and down the line, maybe we can, you know, I'll be friends and hang out and grab a drink and, and dance again. Ice won't come after Carlos. <laughs> Do you think you guys will ever go back to just dancing? Just dancing to us. I just, love that. Just dancing. Yeah. Hey man, you want to you just hang out and take your shirt dance off. and do some uh, get glistening um, and sweaty. <laughs> no, I think to be honest, I don't think that there were ever any shirts off. I'm somehow find that very hard to believe. I'm imagining like the '80s tennis shoes, like very short jean shorts that were like cut though because you know like that was like the the fashion of the time and he looking like a like a what's what's the karate kid's name ralph maggio like a young ralph oh Mario. yeah <laughs> you know one time we had greek week and he um showed up with these like short shorts it's like real high like knee high socks see on. he had a sweatband and i thought to myself that's the coolest guy ever oh my god you see though you see I was like, what a cool guy. I didn't even know this story, and that's, like, exactly what was in my head. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, he was a lot and, of and I didn't mean it as a compliment like you. <laughs> he, used to, he used to talk about it in meetings. He'd be like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to have world domination. And we used to always talk about that, and we would yeah. uh, really focus on making sure everyone's having a good time and fun and thought, what a great leader. Um, so I was really caught up guard when I heard that he had all this, like, legal trouble. I thought, what? He just sounds like he's got his shit together so great. But maybe it was just really unfortunate, and, and I don't know the specifics. Um, but I don't know. A different note, I also have someone I'd like to apologize to, and that is my pledge brother. God damn it, Kevin. I'd like to apologize to you. I'm sorry, Tom. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. I did know that you went home with the girl that gave me a blowjob that night at crush party what i didn't tell you is that i saw you that you were going to leave with her and i could have stopped you and i chose not to because i didn't want to go home with her so <laughs> wasn't he known for being kind of dopey yeah he was pretty dopey he, he was he was very nice but definitely like a little on the dopey side i remember the last time i actually saw him i was and i shit you not i was driving on the highway in, in fucking D.C. of all places. And I was driving home from my... I was interning at the time in D.C. Um, and 
it started snowing, so they sent us home early. Um, I'm on the fucking highway, and I shit you not, I look over to my right, and there's some fucking guy in the car next to me waving at me, like, ah! like Pee Wee Herman, like, ah! and it was him. Uh-huh. And that was it. And then he like sped up and like sped off into the nothingness. Like, why are you driving away so fast? It's like really dangerous. That like, and that was it. That was really the last time I saw him. Really? Yeah. Okay, it reminds me of. It's like, so characteristic of him though. Like, that's, that's okay. It. So one time, um, this is on York Road, uh, in Baltimore. Let me give you some backstory. The backstory is in my quad in college. There was this guy in my quad. He was two doors away from me. Mm-hmm. We called him Big Gay Dan, mm-hmm. a.k.a. BGD. And okay. he also had cerebral palsy. Oh. Uh, so this particular quad was called the Handicap Quad because we had a huge shower that was a handicap accessible shower. Okay. Right? That's not PC. It was a wheelchair accessible shower. At the time, we would call everything handicap, but it's really not appropriate. So anyway, um, I, I liked the big shower myself. And he was not nice to us because he used to always narc on us. Mm-hmm. I didn't not like him because he was gay and because he had a disability. <laughs> it's because he'd always rat us out for drinking. Uh, and then he'd get mad that we don't invite him. Because you tattle on us. No, I don't want anything to do with you because you tattle on us. Right. Um, I also thought he smelled funny, but whatever. So uh, <laughs> in, in the bathroom, I would, he and I both had classes early in the morning. I would get to the shower before he would. And use it, and then when I was finished, I would keep the shower curtain closed and the water running so he would think I was still in there. And I would go to class, seeing him just standing there, waiting, but there's no one in the shower. Anyway, that's really shitty. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. You know, Carlos, I apologize. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but I like how in the middle of your apology, you told the disability kid that he smelled like shit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> That cerebral palsy has no bearing on whether or not you smell good. Well, how the same is because some people with cerebral palsy lose a lot of uh, movement in their limbs and stuff. Okay, he still smelled like straight up ass. What if he couldn't reach in some hard to reach areas? I don't know. Why don't you offer to help him and give him a sponge bath? Seat? Anyway, the reason I brought it up <laughs> is because one day I was on York Road in Baltimore. <laughs> I just left. There was there was a, a Chipotle and there was a, um, a Boston Market uh-huh. next to each other, right? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. From the Little Caesars. Right. And so I um, got Chipotle. I'm in the car. I hear this like obnoxious, like stupid techno music to my left, and I look over. I'm like, oh, of course, it's Big Gay Dan. I didn't know. I didn't even know he drove. So, um, so I'm in the car driving. And I see him like, oh, whatever. And he must have went to the Boston Market because as soon as the light turned green, I got hit <laughs> with the fucking side of mashed potatoes and gravy, threw it through the window at me, and then sped off. I deserved it, though. I was <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean... I was like, fucking A. I was kind of hoping that some, sometimes you get your comeuppance and big A Dan. I was gonna say next week on the Frat Chat podcast. Apologies to Big Eight Ant, but it looks like he won. This I think one. he won that one. <laughs> That's. And I, I remember going to uh, some event, some fraternity event, oh my God. and telling telling my my roommate at the time, uh, Bishtits, being like, "Fucking Big Gay Dan threw this at me." You see, if you would have given him 
the SpongeBob that I just talked about, maybe he wouldn't have done that. If, if he was the guy who offered to wipe Seabro's ass last week, yeah. He would have been like, well, I'm not gay, but if you need it, I'll wash Aww. it. The guy who offered to wipe Seabro's ass last week, yeah. This is a sweet guy. <laughs> I don't think he Be more like the guy who offered to wipe Seabro's ass last week, yeah. But then you knocked him out too. <laughs> so maybe you should apologize <laughs> to him. <laughs> Sorry for, um, um, I guess ever being an asshole because you have a heart of gold and I'm sorry. Oh. Um, oh. But maybe you should apologize to us for shitting on a paper plate and throwing it in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did that. <laughs> I think they just got blamed for it. Um, he was like, next week I'll apologize for I shitting on a paper plate. <laughs> something else I did in college was really bad. What? This is really bad. You're going to judge me when I say this. I mean, I judge you for everything you say, yeah, so I don't know. worry. Don't worry. I have it in here and in my book. <laughs> okay. So I in college, the, the university that we went to, I'm not sure if you experienced this when you were a freshman, but they would overstock the dorms. So unless yeah. there's three people yeah, in a two-person room. I, I had that happen to me. And they wouldn't trouble. give you any money back. Like, right. sorry, we over we, we overpopulated the dorms. So yeah, I had a bunk it. bed in my room, and then there's just two beds that are supposed to be there, and then my one of my roommates got there before me, and I got there second, so I got the bottom bunk, uh-huh. and then he got the free bed, and then I had some asshole on top of me, but I was like, I'm not going to be the top bunk in this fucking bullshit. Like, it was awful. Ugh, I was the top bunk. And it, it was Fuck. annoying, and the fucking, the guy in the top bunk was like... Nuts. So in this particular <laughs> dorm, we had three beds, three wardrobes, three desks. Yep. And there wasn't enough wall space for any of this. And stuff. two closets. Uh, we didn't have closets in this particular dorm. Oh, I was really? in a, um, a different building on the old side of campus that uh, like, had like shitty. Keyword. Um, uh, huh? Keyword. Old, old side. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so uh, bitch. So um, uh, I had one roommate who was like a bodybuilder. Uh-huh. And he's also at the gym. Uh, I was um, uh, uh, on and off at the peak of an eating disorder. So I was at the gym quite a bit too. Right. <laughs> I was like running twice a day. Wow. Uh, you know, and, and this other kid that lived with us, poor guy. I don't think he, I think he may have been homeschooled. Um, he had a weird speech impediment. I think he was also albino and he was very overweight. Um, so he was not very lucky with the ladies. He would be uh, like, I'd be like, hey, um, you know, Brian, do you want to go get a bite to eat? He'd be like, actually, I'm playing my flight simulator at the moment, but maybe later we can. And I'd be like, okay, okay, great. So he um, uh, was just the epitome of a nerd, right? Right. So he used to get in fights with the bodybuilder roommate, and I was always the mediator. But at one point, I thought the bodybuilder roommate was really mean to him, so mm-hmm. I yelled at the bodybuilder. This nerd ran off to the building director and tattled on both of us. And I felt disrespected because I'm like, I've always had your back, and right. I've had your back just now, and you included me on this. And the reason why it was such a big deal, because I got in so much trouble for so much shit that I knew I was on, like, thin ice. Right. Like, why would you? Like, I can't get kicked <clears throat> off campus, you know? Right, so right, right. I was so mad. I did something really bad. Oh god! What did you do? So every every I've um, never seen you hesitate to tell stories. So I'm like, what did you do? It's really bad. <laughs> so I can't stress enough that fitness was definitely a big part of our room. For the bodybuilder getting big, and me, I was just like obsessed about 
the gym. What did you do, Simo? He was so uncomfortable going down the hallway and wrapped up in a towel to shower because he didn't want anybody to see his overweight albino um, self, you know? So he would set his alarm clock at 3 a.m. every morning and sneak out and tiptoe his little flashlight so no one could see him, right? In the dark. Well, that particular evening, this is so bad. Oh, my That particular evening, when he got up, I got up. And then I waited. And when I saw the doorknob jingle for him coming back into the room, I yanked the door open, yanked his towel, and shoved his naked ass back out the room, shut the door, and locked him and went back to bed. Well, that morning, oh, this is so bad. That morning, apparently, the the RAs found him curled up in the corner of like the study hall within our quad, wrapped up in the shower curtain, crying. And then the next day, all this stuff was gone out of our room because they put him into a single room. Oh my god. And no one ever said about it. I, I was like, every day I was like, oh, I'm waiting for there to be like a notice to come report to like the hall director to say, you know, state my case. But maybe he didn't knock you out. Maybe he said that he locked himself out. I don't know, but everyone was talking about it and that was me. Simo. That's pretty bad. And I went to bed that night, like, eh. <laughs> and then and you're then, a sociopath. <laughs> and then I, I, you're like I, a gay Ted Bundy. <laughs> I messaged him before I, I graduated. I saw him on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh my god! And I apologized, and he's like, "No sweat." And he said, "I know why you did it." I said, it "Doesn't matter why. It was really shitty, and I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry." Oh, well, that's nice. I and he said, "He said, do you want to get lunch sometime?" And I was like, "Sure." And then we just never our schedules never matched up. Right. Wow, that is pretty shitty. shitty. My actually, I had a cousin who I had so I had two cousins. They were brothers, and one of them was it was when we were younger. He was kind of a bully sometimes, and he was the younger one of the two. And the older one would come in and get mad. It's like, oh, yeah, you want to bully like that, like me, because I was like little? Okay. So then he'd fuck with him in return. And then I would love it. But one time, he literally like held him down, took off all his clothes, and threw him outside of his apartment building. And then he was like in the hallway, like, let me out! Like, neighbors are coming home and going up and down the stairs. And like, he's like butt ass naked, like, that's so shit. <laughs> it's so bad. I guess, I mean, he he deserved it at the time, so it was pretty funny, but I don't know that. Yeah, that poor guy did. <laughs> uh, However, snitches get stitches. That's what bitches. I'm saying. I don't like a snitch. That's why I didn't like Big Gay Dan and I didn't like... Um... <laughs> that naked guy he told you about five seconds ago. <laughs> Big Gay Dan. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I also have to apologize to the pledges actually it's perfect that you say that because the pledges of the walker house which was located across the street from the little caesars mm-hmm. so right by where the chipotle and all that stuff were mm-hmm. so i apologize to those pledges for having to clean the basement bathroom toilet after i accidentally took a massive dump in it in a party accidentally <laughs> well i didn't know that you didn't need it, to. It I, just didn't, came out. I didn't know that the toilet didn't flush no. when I took the poop <laughs> <laughs> and I went in to take what I thought was going to be like a quick squirt and turn out to be like fucking World War II in there you know what I mean like everything came out of me 
and like in one push <laughs> like filled up like half the toilet and then I went to, to flush and nothing happened it's like oh lord so the water came so high that your, your nuts were dipped in like, <laughs> yeah right oh no like, and, but it's like when I say nothing happened like literally we're like the handle just like clink you know what I mean like nothing happened like the shit was just there and so I did what everybody else in the same situation would have done I pretended that someone else had pooped in it and walked away from this and <laughs> 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 the bunches had to That's clean exactly it what you do. <laughs> and I'm like wow like someone really blew up the bathroom well, <laughs> yes, I had to hold my breath in there while I was only peeing <laughs> I apologize pudges of the walker house for leaving Ew, wow. <laughs> <laughs> man so I got caught recently by a fellow comedian, Zach Zimmerman. Uh-huh. Um, I was getting lunch for my staff at work, and they all decided on Chick-fil-A. And I was walking down the street with a huge, uh, two huge bags of Chick-fil-A. And Zach, who's also a gay comedian, was like, Chris, oh, what? what's this? And I was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Is that for you? No, it's, it's not mine. Like, <laughs> I was just holding it for a friend, like, I swear. Nothing in there belongs to you. I was like, well, maybe I might have a, a chicken sandwich. Just one. He's like, just one. He's like, oh, look at that. He's like, you know that we don't eat there. I was like, I know, but I'm me. Oh. Um, and I'm sorry for that. I understand that, you know, as a member of the LGBT, the proud member of LGBT, I should be more consci- conscientious of like, political statements right. however let me tell you if my grandfather was alive today he would not like gay people but if he fried up some chicken I'm gonna eat it right so I don't know if chicken is like a political statement I get it I get it I get it I'm sorry I got busted I knew it was wrong <laughs> but I did it anyway you should have put it in a McDonald's bag and you know to said shit I know I should just start walking there with like Target reusable bags or something <laughs> Hi, um, I, actually, I don't need a bag. I brought my own. Thank you. Oh, I don't want right. my, my friends to judge me. But there's a lot of gay people that work at that Chick Fil A. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I go there to hang out with my gays. Yeah, I mean they employ people, so they're not yeah, so legal not to. But they're gay, so that could be whatever. That's true. Sorry, thank you, Zach, for pointing out the error of my ways. Please don't tell me funny. Now, are you gonna? stop eating Chick-fil-A or are you just apologizing you got caught um, <laughs> I was going to ask you that because I don't know man I, I I like Chick-fil-A it's delicious I don't I don't eat it that often because it's hard for me to like stumble upon one but whenever I would it was delicious however I haven't tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich and I hear fantastic things about it okay so, so I'll say this I understand that Chick-fil-A donates a lot of money to organizations that are anti-gay. Mm-hmm. But those organizations, I don't think, spend 100% of their funds fighting gay people. Right. I think a lot of those funds probably go to feeding the homeless right. and uh, maybe um, repairing houses from uh, d- d- storms. or I don't know. But I guess my, my point <laughs> the is The Trump that, 2020 re-election uh, and then some gay. <laughs> but I guess my point is, you know, okay, uh, today... Um, I think Trump signed some bill to benefit um, uh, people with autism, like a, like mm-hmm. a over a billion dollars. Oh wow! I don't like Trump, but that's but good. that's great for autism awareness. Right, you know? right. 
However they get the money, I'm not mad about it, you know? It's, right. It, 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 that's, a, that's a good thing. Uh, I think that this may have been a little bit of a strategy on his end, just trying to secure a vote for the election. I don't know if he believes <clears> in <throat> I don't know. Totally. But if it's for the benefit of the public, then you know what? Like, here's the thing where it gets tricky that you shouldn't want, even though I hate the guy, I don't technically want him to fail because when a president fails, that directly impacts our lives, whether it's the economy, whether it's jobs, whether it's all these different kinds of things, where if this guy fucks everything up royally for the rest of us, guess what? When he leaves office, he's fine. He's got his millions, but we're fucked. You know what I mean? And having lived through like the last recession that really impacted my family big time, um, I'm like scared of that. You know what I mean? So it's like... I don't want to see him get reelected, and I hate that he is in power. But now that he's there, it's like, like I feel like I technically, I, I guess I don't want him to fail. You know what I mean? I want the country to be okay, so 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 it stays, so it's a profitable place for me to even live and be. You know, it's already hard enough to fucking live in America as right. it is. I, I don't know. I don't want things to get worse. <laughs> so let me give you this analogy. So we were just talking about Trump 2020 guy who messaged me on Facebook. Mm. Um, he probably watches Fox News mm, and he's, yes. I, I'm assuming he probably votes Republican. Oh, yeah. um, well, he's proud, that, avid Republican voter. But does that make him a bad person? No. Because no. you're entitled to your political beliefs and, and right. your religious beliefs in whatever the case may be. If you're, a, if you're a good father and you're a good friend and you're a good family, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like does this make you a bad person? Does it make someone a bad person? They put a, a piece of chicken and chick in their mouth? No. No. It doesn't. Exactly. So I understand okay. where they're coming from, but some of my friends who are like... Like, I can't believe it ate Chick-fil-A. I'm like, where did your outfit come from? Right. Tell me everything about the, the, the cheap polyester that you're wearing. That's very about. fair, too. That's definitely very fair because people are very much hypocritical on that. And it's like, if you're going to be one of those, then you better be very informed on what the fuck you're doing, you know, before you start casting stones. Yeah. Uh, it's like, um, it's like uh, um, okay, so Chick-fil-A, maybe they support Trump. Uh, we're in an Uber right now. Guess who Uber supports? So you're going to pick and choose like right. a buffet, what you want to support, what you don't want to, and then be a, a social justice warrior and come after me. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Uh, was a very beautiful, sweet, pregnant lady. And I heard uh, sounds of what, what I thought was a, a beating uh, through the wall. And I was so scared. That I didn't go over and check on her. I just called 911. I was scared to knock the door. And then the cops knocked on my door and explained to me that they had just interrupted a water birth. Oh, my God. And she was very upset. But you know what, though? Like, I'm, I actually talked about this recently on stage. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you warn your neighbors? Like, hey, just so you know. I was going to say, yeah, I'm about to give birth in my apartment. You might hear some shit. Yeah. You're going to hear like, some shit. I would shit. tell them about a party. <laughs> But every, you know what? Everyone got a um, um, like a holiday like like cookies and like a card at their at their door, except for me. Ah, uh, well, you ruined their birth. Ah, uh. but did I? The cops did. But yeah. you know, what what if um? I mean, it's not your fault, but you did. Um, no, but it's not your she fault. She was getting the shit beat out of her, and I didn't do anything. That's true. That's very true. You know. 
And also, like I said, like like you said, they should have warned you. Like actually, that reminds me of a story freshman year that, like, it's like I I can't even apologize for this happening because I still think it's their fault. So this kid was bringing his girlfriend who didn't go to college with us. She went to another school, and it was like their one year anniversary or some shit. And all day he kept talking about how he's going to take her to the melting pot, the fondue restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, and was like, I was so excited. He was telling everybody, oh, yeah, we're going to the melting pot. 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 <laughs> Fucking finally, she comes in and, you know, they get dressed up and they get ready to go. And I'm hanging out with his roommate and we were like smoking. And when they say goodbye, I say, have fun of the melting pot. And all of a sudden, it's like, he stops and turns. I mean, his eyes are like fucking gigantic. He's like, it was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? I've been with you for the entire goddamn day that you're talking about the melting pot. You said you you acknowledged that I was gonna meet your girlfriend. You not once said it was a surprise. Not one fucking <laughs> time did you say this is a surprise. Like, don't say anything. He said, yeah. I'm eating popcorn and spaghetti for two weeks to save up my money. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, dude, what an asshole. And then, of course, that I felt like a fucking jerk because the girlfriend was, like, crushed. And it was like, if anything, like, I'd be, like, excited. Like, I'm going to the fucking melting pot. You're about to find out in ten minutes, bitch. Relax. You know? Like, come on. But I don't know. I feel like some warning is due. And if not, then you're beat. So I don't think you should apologize to your neighbor. You can take that one back. Okay, I'm not sorry, Tina. <laughs> Fucking give a guy a warning next time, asshole. And I, and I, and I hope your uh, baby is short for his percentile. percentile. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said that wonky, but I get it. I get it. Um, we can edit that out too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologize to a girl, actually. Her name is. Insert stereotypical college girl name here, please. And I'm sorry for having my roommate walk into my freshman year dorm after you had just finished giving me head before I could return the favor. Oh, convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have texted him right after you finished the deed saying, help, help. <laughs> and he came home. It wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It's just that I was afraid of what I would find if I went down there on you. So What were you, what did you think you were going to find? I, I mean, from what I had known, this particular girl got around a lot. And... Well, if she had, um, you were afraid you were going to catch something. Yeah. Wow. I was afraid of what I would just find. What if it, like, Did you, didn't you get around a lot? Yeah, but it's different. Well, she be Cause I'm afraid she's going to catch something from you? No, because I am, like, the essence of cleanliness. Okay, you're Duh. immune to, um, STDs. <laughs> Duh. I've heard that before. <laughs> I have a really strong penis. <laughs> <laughs> I do penis push-ups every morning. <laughs> Wake up, do a quick hundred, 
Get ready to have my day. <laughs> <laughs> Some people drink coffee in the mornings. I do dick push-ups. It works every time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, I mean, so- I'm not saying I was correct. I, You know, it's just a dumb way of thinking, I guess. But, yes, I'm sorry. I should have just returned the favor and then sent you on your way. Okay, so I have a, <laughs> I have a little apology to make. Okay. It's, like, minuscule. <laughs> so I dated this guy in Chicago for a long time. We lived together. And uh, we broke up on bad terms, and he was shady. And so I left. I moved okay. out. And um, uh, when, I was, <laughs> when I was moving out, everything was like in my name. All the stuff is mine. I paid for everything. Mm. So I kind of left him with nothing. Except for like his couch. Yeah. He loved. He loved the couch more than me. Aww. So um, uh, I remember I was like, hey, hey, babe. Um, are you almost finished this program? He's like, what? I was like, well, you know, the the um, cable box is mine. So I'll just wait for this next commercial. Then I'm going to have to wrap it up. And he was like, okay. And then I was like, hey, are you... Um, I come back upstairs and I was like, hey, are you, um, are you writing an email? And he's like, yeah. Well, let me know you're finished because the internet modem is, is mine. I need to pack that up. He's like, okay. And at one point, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm pouring a glass of water. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, for you. Because the Brita filter is mine, but in case you get thirsty and the remainder of the lease, I have a glass of water for you here in the fridge. So I was <laughs> pretty, pretty cunty about wow. it. It was very sour. With good reason, because yeah. he was super shady. Right. Um, but long story short, uh, I was like, how do I, how do I really hurt a gay guy the most? I t- he loved his fun socks, his fun goofy socks. I took one of each pair and tossed that shit out in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason why I only apologize a little bit for that because yesterday I couldn't find the the counterpart of my favorite pair of socks and it like ruined my day. <laughs> uh, however, I have so many mismatched socks. Like, I have a drawer of my match socks, and I have a whole drawer of my mismatched socks. So it's like, oh, close, really? Close enough, close enough. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I felt bad because my roommate, we were, in, we were in an Uber the other day, and I was telling the Uber driver, I'm like, I was like, I don't understand why people dress the way they do in Brooklyn. People just, they just don't match their clothes, their socks don't match, and she, she was like, hey, <laughs> my socks don't match right now, I have to do laundry. And I was like, oh, sorry, Bronwyn, I didn't mean that about you, I love you so much. Mm, you see, I feel like matching socks is like, I think of the past now, brother. Nah, but I do like when I have cool socks. Like, Dude, I have, look at my socks right now. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're very nice. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Those away now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just pointed his feet at me and held him out there for like 13 <laughs> seconds. Like, ah, uh, cool. <laughs> um, well, I would like to apologize to the one they call He Who Makes Up His Own Nicknames for an entire semester using his room, his bedroom at the awesome Lock Raven house. As I've my, never heard this one before. That was my private hookup station. <laughs> I just really thought it was hilarious to every time you bring up a girl, open the door, and see me there first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I promised nothing touched the sheets. Nothing touched the sheets. <laughs> Everything touched the sheets. Yeah. Throw the sheets out. <laughs> Ew, them. They'll break in half. These sheets They're are crusty. No, I was good. I always made sure to lay on the ground or stand. It was good. Yeah. 
You are a gentleman. You and I freed the bathroom. What if you really floor. had to pee? You know, like, just saying. I feel like I'm rather gentlemanly. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for you. Like, okay. Like, why are we on your bed? It's not my bed. <laughs> yeah, this is my room. But they would know. I would always, I, I mentioned this, I would give them the choice. Like, okay, you can go into, you know, the hilarious room or bathroom. But running out the door screaming is not a choice. Yeah, no. Okay. No, no. Not before the chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> One time I did this guy, um, and I told him, I was like, I said, listen, we've been dating for a little while. Uh, I'm not ready to take it there. But we are going to be drunk by my house, so you can crash in my house if you want to, but, I, but we're not having sex. Okay? And he was like, okay, so we get to my house, trash, he drops his pants. And I was like, whoa, whoa, we talked about this. And he's like, why well, sleep in my boxers? And I'm like, bitch, not here, you don't. You have three options. I got jammies, I got a couch, or the door. Those are your three options. <laughs> and I went to my mom the next day, I was like, mama, he dropped his pants. And she's like, well, you know what, you're 30. Yeah. Like, you're 30, you can do stuff and not do it. Chris, come on. <laughs> wow, wow, mom. The last girl I dated in Hoboken. Actually, the night I met her, she brought me home and... Slut. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I met her at a bar. So it's never going to work. Ugh. Meet her at a bar. Um, and she takes me home. And then when she brings me to her room, the first thing she said to me is, by the way, nothing's going to happen. You know, um, going to be a good girl. I'm not that type of girl. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. And I literally, I was so drunk that I, I legitimately was okay with it. Like, I can go to sleep. Like, I had projectile vomited profusely like an hour before <laughs> meeting her. You know, like, I was like, pretty done for the count. I wake it's, up. Nothing's going to happen, but I just bleached my asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wake up two hours later and and she just, she gave me, she gave me a blowjob. Oh. I was like, oh, great. Like, I didn't have to ask for it. I didn't have to, like, do anything. So I was like, Cool. Nothing's gonna happen here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm glad nothing's gonna happen here. Like, nice to meet you too. (laughs) So, so I made sure to get her first date to like auditions. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah. So, best best never's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen here. So, what we learned is that the girls in Jersey are nasty. (laughs) I hope they have good toothbrushes. Well, honestly, that's why I have my bit about. People who say I typically never do this do that shit all the time. Yeah. It's like the best blowjobs I've ever gotten came from girls who are like, I like never do this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I cradle never the ball, do this. Do a back I did stretch before I left and I just waxed my chan She's like juggling while she does it. It's like, how are you doing this? This <laughs> is <laughs> <It's> incredible. <laughs> okay, so I have a, uh, an apology. It's that every model that I ever came in contact with um, during my heyday. Um, at my old agency because my agent taught me to be ruthless and so I would sabotage everyone <laughs> so well, let's say I was at an audition and you go in you meet the designer whoever whomever and, and you do your walk and they would say go get the go to the next person we're ready for them mm-hmm. and I would go out and be like they said take five would smoke a cigarette right. and then they would come out and be like where's the next person and I'd be like I don't know I don't know where he is I was that person Oh my asshole. god! You like ruin people's careers. They should know better. That's I used to tell my agent like 
I feel really bad about this. She's like, they should know better. It's a cutthroat business. It is what it is. Right, if you don't have, if you have the strength for it, then get the fuck out of this, this industry. Did your like, agent okay. work for the fucking Richard Nixon Watergate campaign? <laughs> 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 My God, man, that's cutthroat. It was, it was tough. I mean, but that's the biz. I guess uh, their agent should have warned them. Yeah. yeah, I have I have friends of mine like within the agency that were like similar body types to mine, and they'd be like, "No, see what we do this weekend." And I might have an audition, but I'm not going to tell them because I don't want them to show right. up. It's my job. I want it. So I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just you know doing this with the family," mm. and I would lie. And sometimes I would see them there. They'd be like, "I thought you said, oh yeah, this came up last minute." Dude, Sorry. I went to I went to an audition like six months ago, and I walked in, and there were two guys from my acting class for the same role. It's like. Fuck, I, I don't like this at all, you know? And it's like, sure, we we're being friendly, and it was nice to have someone in the waiting room that you mm-hmm. know, because you're shooting the shit, it made me feel comfortable. But then after the fact, it's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, I, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I don't like it. I don't like, I'd rather have some stranger that I don't care about. It's like, ah, I'm better than this guy, but you know, like, because I get competitive about that shit. I want to win, you know? You want to get the role. Yeah. But that shit sucks. I hated it. So. Maybe if I could have pulled some some shit like oh yeah go smoke a cigarette I won't. I'll tell oh my gosh! One time this this guy was like um, he's really complimentary after my audition. He's like great job and thank you for being for wearing appropriate shoes. Um, I was like okay. Appropriate like, shoes. You'd be surprised how many people didn't they're being fashionable they just look a mess. And so uh, I was like okay I got the waiting room and this guy um, uh, he's like how'd it go and I was like ah it went okay he yelled at me for wearing dress shoes. What do you have in your in your bottle bag? And he's like, I got these sneakers. I was like, Yeah, I would wear that. And then I left. So I'm not sure what happened, but I'm sure they were probably like, What the fuck is this? Oh my! I was god. such an asshole. Oh my god! I wanted to work. And then you wonder why some guy photoshopped the penis on you. Yeah, that was really bad, but that's karma. Yep, that's you what know? you get, Mister Ma. That was karma. I would like to, actually, because I feel like maybe one day it'll get me karma. Take this one way back to my high school days and apologize to Alex Fu, the Asian student in my math class. Alex Fu? Fu. F U. That's how you spell it. <laughs> Alex Fu, I'm sorry for ripping ass in the middle of uh, geometry class and then blaming it on you. <laughs> Ew. Was it loud or stinky or both? It was not loud at, by any means, but it was by far the most silent but deadly fart. I was. It was bad. Hot dumpster juice. It was my specialty. It was <laughs> bad, and he sat in front of me, and I mean, I was laughing hysterically. So it was a matter of time before people noticed that it was me. But in this particular class, there were quite a few of the girls that I thought were hot in high school. And I didn't want to be known as the fart kid then. So Foo had no chance. I was like climbing the ladder of popularity with that maybe, just maybe in a few months, I'll be able to get myself one of these girls, you know? (laughs) So I said, Foo, was it you? And then everybody like started shitting on him like, ah! And so, I'm sorry, Alex, for... Where is he now? I don't know. I haven't... Never heard of him since. Wow. <laughs> he probably transferred district. No, no. After graduation, well, I never saw him again. He probably moved. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he was a great kid. He did not deserve that. And I'm sorry. I was a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I also like to apologize to... My name is Jeff. For doing the... The, whatchamacallit, the frozen pop 
prank on him. What's that? The ice pop prank. That's where I was. I shared about it in our hazing episode. Uh, check it out in the Frat Chat Podcast archives. Oh, oh, where, oh, the branding? Yep, where I pretended that he was getting branded, and I used an ice pop on him. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was However, an accident. actually, on second thought, that was hilarious and very clever, and I got you, son. <laughs> so I have nothing to apologize for. That was fucking awesome. And at least I didn't brand you for real. It was an ice pop. Okay, so we had a returning brother that I couldn't stand, and he was so tiny and so loud and obnoxious with a haze the fuck out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you ever him? I didn't know him. Uh, he was just like, like, dude, do you get off on this? Like, stop belittling people so much. Like, right. we're not at the event right now, man. Like, right. give them a break. <coughs> so he um, uh, was really sick one time. We were at in the woods, and it was a hazing event. And he's like, Seymour, man, I gotta go take a dump. He's like, fuck, I, I don't know what to do. And so we go walk all the way over there, all the way over there. And then, you know, pop a spot, dude, and wipe with some leaves. I don't know what to tell you, but right. if you're not going to make it back to campus, like, you, you just need to just shit right now. Um, and I was like, if you need to toss your drawers out, toss it in the middle of the woods. Who cares? Right. And so he was there for a little while, and then, I don't know <laughs> what made me <laughs> think of this. <laughs> if I went over to go check, quote-unquote, check on it, and I saw... <laughs> <laughs> I saw him squatting there and I put my foot on his right shoulder and said hey man and I like pushed him and he felt his own shit <laughs> he was like see Mo I was like oh my god oh I forgot oh my god oh my god is it all over you oh my god I'm so oh sorry god. I pushed his little bitches and those shit and then I came back to all the pledges and I was like just so you know um I got even are we done all right, oh let's go. my god! Well, I mean, someone had made you do poops or poop push-ups or poop sit-ups, actually. So, oh yeah, Adolf so, made just this so, so I guess uh, <laughs> you know that even at the karma made it all full come full circle. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't really god. feel bad about that either. Because I thought you know you had to come in and and it really. In a weird, sick way, it really made the pledges day to know that someone was on their side. Right. No, totally. I agree. Like, sometimes... Like, guys, he was not respectful, and I'm sorry for that, and now he's sitting in his own literal shit. Actually, um, during uh, this particular hell week where I was the pledge dad, um, I brought up a kid to one of the hellmaster's bedrooms, because the, the, usually the, the hellmaster had a house and we would do the events at one of their houses. Um, and so I told the, the pledge class president who actually rolled a pretty mean blunt. So I brought him upstairs to the, to the kids room and said, Hey, you know, hell week's about to start. I'm not going to be able to help you guys anymore. You know, like building it up, but your last act before it starts is I love it. If you roll the blunt, you know, for me and the Hellmaster and it's okay to grab a little bit off the weed off it and just smoke a bong and get high as shit before Hell Week starts because it's, it sucks, you know what I mean? It'll be better for a few, at least if you're high for the first few hours. What we didn't tell this kid is that I had the Hellmaster leave his computer camera recording the whole thing. And what the video that he brought downstairs after doesn't show me telling this pledge to take some of the weed. It just shows a kid rolling a blunt and then taking some of the weed from it and smoking it. (laughs) So the Hellmaster comes down like, 
like midway through the event after when it starts to get like really hard and literally he's like stop everything and just start shitting on this kid. You stole the weed, uh-huh. and I have it on tape. And then he shows him the video, and like this fucking kid looks like he saw a goddamn ghost. And his pledge brothers are all looking at him like pure fucking hate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's looking at me like, what? And I'm like, whoopsie. <laughs> and I pretended that I had no knowledge of any of that. But I'm sorry, dude. I set you up. I thought it was hilarious, and the look on your face made it totally worth it. <laughs> That's a good one. I, one time, I, I pranked my, my roommate. Uh, this is when I was living with... Gay Akins. Mm-hmm. And um, his girlfriend and I were both in on it, and so he, he was always the most fun to get drunk with, you know? Yeah. And um, we shared a room. So <laughs> one morning, he woke up, didn't remember anything the night before, but I I woke up butt naked, tied up with a but I had her do it to me. Oh. Butt naked, tied up with duct tape on my face, and he woke up and saw me like that, and then he ripped the tape off. Was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Don't touch me! <laughs> 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 Don't touch me!" I was like, "You're sick." And he's like, "What?" I was like, "Don't talk to me." And then we go go on for a little while, but he was like, "What happened last night?" And then then we ended up, you know. Copy to it, but oh just, my it god, that's a pretty fantastic prank. <laughs> that is pretty fucking good. Um, let's see, I don't know if I have any more. Apologies. Yeah, that's I, I, <laughs> I'm done for today. <laughs> I think that we apologize quite enough. I think that I feel better. You know, we're getting into the holidays. Uh, you know, uh, we're going, I'm feeling the Christmas spirit coming our way now that Santa's coming. Over. Whether yeah. it's on your chest or your lower back or my stomach, he's coming. <laughs> and I'm ready. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, do you feel better? Do you feel like your mom will be proud of you now for getting that off your chest? <clears throat> I do. <coughs> and I also, um, in a weird way, I, I felt really good actually communicating with Trump 2020 guy. Via Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I thought that was nice. I thought it was nice that you reached out. You didn't have to say anything. That's true. You know. That's true. So keep listening, and we're sorry, Sima, tore into you last week. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. Sometimes also in the heat of the moment and, you know, maybe a couple beers and White Claws that we were enjoying last week, we can get carried away. But we just mean that for the purpose of entertainment, you know, we're not CNN. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure that these fraternity brothers have had a field day talking about me yeah, for quite some time. That's true. So so payback's a bitch, bitch. No, it's not payback. It's always having fun. And thanks again for reaching out. Okay. So on that note, I think it's that time to send out. For me to take a dump in your bathroom, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. I brought wet wipes with me today. Oh, son of a bitch. I love a good wet wipe. Dude. And I had Chipotle too, not you at least. But I'm still scared of what comes out of you. Yeah, on that note, um, I uh, like the motion to adjourn. And I second. Power. See you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.